It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! Welcome to a Blessed to Play Collegiate Spotlight Show. My guest today is Haley Block. She was a Division I athlete. She's a soccer player. She played for the Creighton Blue Jays and then transferred out to Colorado State, where she played for the Rams for two seasons. We'll talk about her soccer career, and we'll talk also about her life of faith. And uh, there's some great things to talk about that uh, Haley does spiritually to make her a better person, and also as a Catholic as well. Haley, great to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Ron. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here today. So what an interesting family you have, one that's very competitive, I would say, in sports. Um, your brother, Ty, who was a guest on this show, is a Major League Baseball pitcher for many years now. He's a, he's a veteran. And then, of course, yourself uh, playing Division One soccer. So was it always that competitive atmosphere in the Block family? I would say we had a lot of fun playing sports growing up. I remember being a young girl and always being at the baseball field and then in return my parents and brother always came to my sports games we always had backyard baseball games and just always were active and enjoyed being together so that would be a true statement now i noticed when you attended regis jesuit high school uh, you earned combined five letters, three in soccer and two in basketball. No softball, which I'm a bit surprised about, Haley, but uh, we'll figure out why why soccer became the predominant sport. Your love for soccer, talk about that. And obviously you excelled at it at Regis and that propelled you to the Division One level. Yeah, growing up, I just fell in love with soccer. I loved to run. I loved being outside. There's just a freedom about it where you kind of have your own space and you have the ability to make your own decisions. And that was something that I really loved. I played a lot of sports growing up, basketball, soccer, tennis, softball, but soccer was the one. Okay, so now you have to decide where you're going to go to school. And uh, we talked about your brother, Ty, mentioned his name, and he went to Creighton University, and you decided to go play for the Blue Jays. You were recruited at a high school to go out there in Nebraska. So talk about your time spent at Creighton. I know it wasn't all smooth sailing. You had to deal with injury, adversity, but ultimately you decided to go play for the Blue Jays. I did. Growing up, my brother is seven years older, so I spent a lot of time in Omaha at Creighton watching baseball, and it kind of just felt like a second home. I love how St. John's Church is in the middle of campus, and it was just a place that I was familiar with. Eight hours away from home by car is something that's doable. But I also was blessed to get to know my head coach, Ross Pauley, who recruited me and then ended up enjoying my four years there. I've made the greatest of friends there. And as you said, soccer wasn't always smooth sailing. I tore my ACL my junior year, um, faced some adversity my senior year as well, but I wouldn't change anything of my Creighton experience. Now, when you deal with adversity like that, especially in ACL, which is a predominant injury for soccer players, especially women's soccer players, 
talk about the motivation just to come back from a significant injury of that sort. Yeah, I think my family was a great influence on me during that time. My mom, she actually ran two miles a day um, as a sacrifice for my injury, which was incredible because she's not a runner. She's, you know, <laughs> a lady who just plays tennis and is retired. So that was a great encouragement to me. And my brother called me constantly just checking in. My dad was also a good support. But when you're on the bench for a year, it can be hard. But you definitely have to learn how to be a good teammate and show up anyways, even though it's in a different way. Well, I want to talk about this one game in particular, because obviously you had to recover from the ACL. And uh, you entered your first match after that injury. I think you played 30 minutes in the Creighton uh, Blue Jays victory over Eastern Michigan on September 8th. Did you have a new lease on playing the game and felt very fortunate to be out there on the field for that particular game? Yeah, that was a great moment. I remember just feeling so encouraged by my teammates. A year later, the step on the field, it's surreal, just the things that you take for granted as an athlete. Um, but it wasn't until a little later that I realized that my injury actually made the game slow down a lot for me. Mm -hmm. I understood things in much better ways. I was more tactically inept and I became very thankful for that, especially as my time as a grad transfer, just because I felt like I was a wise player. Blessed to play Ron Meyer, joined today by Haley Block. She was a Division I women's soccer player, played for the Creighton Blue Jays and the Colorado State Rams. And let's talk about the time that you transferred out to Colorado, uh, obviously your home state, playing for Colorado State. And uh, here's another two seasons that you're going to be playing in a different conference with a new team, uh, different coach. How was that experience just transferring and playing in a new environment out there in Colorado? My time at Colorado State was amazing. I was definitely a little nervous transferring to a team that I didn't know really any of the girls and having a new coaching staff is always a nerve wracking feeling. But right when I got there, the team was so welcoming and we kind of hit the ground running. We did have a COVID season, the first season I was there. So we only played eight official games, but I was actually thrown into the midfield and I had been a defender at Creighton. So I was constantly learning and I felt like my teammates and coaches really trusted me a lot there. And then my last year, my sixth year, I actually was named captain of the squad and really felt like I had a lot to give to the team in terms of leadership so I was very thankful for that opportunity to get to lead those girls. Yeah, in fact, as a graduate student at Colorado State in that last year, you started all 16 games. You logged a lot of minutes. Haley uh, assisted one of the six goals in the 6 nothing Idaho State win, one of three captains on the team, as you mentioned, and uh, six seniors celebrated on Senior Day. You were a Mountain West Scholar athlete, so you really embraced uh, – your time at Colorado State, and uh, talk about the big rivalry. I think there's another school in Colorado you might have heard of in Boulder. Maybe you could talk about that game. <laughs> well, growing up, my family has been huge Colorado State fans. Both my parents went there. My grandfather played football there back in the day. Um, my aunt played softball there, so I was raised a Ram fan. I went to my first football game. I think I was two months old, so green and gold is in my blood and that made it hard to see best fans around but 
we did get to play CU this year and they got the best of us, but definitely a rivalry that I'm very familiar with. How about playing in the Mountain West Conference? Did you, uh, when you go from one conference to the next, did you notice a certain, is it a different style of play, a different competition, or is it just the same game? Yeah, I definitely think there's a different style of play within the Mountain West Conference and the Big East Conference. I saw in the Big East Conference that it was pretty tactical. There were a lot of international players there, still a few in the Mountain West Conference, but the Mountain West definitely focused on athleticism, um, recruiting athletic fast girls. Um, But the Big East was also an amazing soccer conference. We played teams like Georgetown, who were usually pretty good in the NCAA tournament. But you're definitely playing different teams when you're traveling to New York and D.C. rather than the Midwest. Blessed to play Ron Meyer. Once again, joined by Haley Block. Uh, played a number of seasons of Division One soccer for the Creighton Blue Jays and transferred out to the Mountain West Conference. Played for the Colorado State Rams. And uh, Haley, uh, you had to deal with a or you had a number of teammates, obviously, for both in Creighton, also in Colorado State. Talk about uh, forming those bonds with your teammates, both with Creighton and also with the Rams at Colorado State. Absolutely. At Creighton, I was really blessed to be a part of a large recruiting class. There were 11 of us who graduated my senior year. We came in with 16, which was a huge class, and a lot of those girls are still my best friends to this day. We get together at least once a year. Um, And that is definitely something I'm super thankful for about Creighton. And then at Colorado State, I was the oldest player on the team. So Mm -hmm. I felt myself being more of a mentor to a lot of the girls. However, those girls were people that I would consider great friends as well. And now uh, when you talk about being a mentor and forming those bonds with your teammates, and uh, do you see yourself uh, wanting to do this in the future as far as teaching the game or being a coach? I would love to teach the game. I am actually going to be coaching at Regis Jesuit High School next season on the C team as an assistant coach, so I'm definitely excited about that. Um, I learned so many invaluable lessons from soccer. And if I can give back in any way, I'm definitely going to do that. All right, let's uh, take a break. On the other side, we're going to talk to Haley Block about what she's doing now. She's living a life full of virtue and faith. When Blessed to Play returns after this. The St. John Leadership Network presents Glance at the Gospel with Father Nathan Cromley. In the 11th chapter of St. Luke, our Lord offers us a teaching on prayer. He begins by giving us the most perfect prayer, the Our Father, which contains within it every form of prayer. This means that if you want to pray, pray the Our Father. And after giving us the Our Father, he adds the encouragement to persevere in our prayer and then finishes by exhorting us to have a soul like a confident beggar who is poor of heart and yet earnest in his supplications. He says at the end, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Prayer is a challenge for many Christians 
because we have to go beyond what we can see and know and trust in the loving providence of God for us, even when it might seem as if he isn't listening. He is always listening. He is ready to give the Holy Spirit upon us. He will take care of everything that we need. It is for us to trust. In fact, the times where it seems as if God might not hear our prayers are actually a gift to us by God to enable us to trust all the more. If we want something, we should ask, we should seek, and we should knock with confidence. Our Father loves us more than any father upon the earth, and our prayers to him are heard. But even more important than what we want to get out of our prayer is our relationship with him. In fact, it's God's greatest gift to purify the faith that we have and to make it even more steadfast and more radiant. By asking, knocking, and seeking, we become steadfast friends of his heart. For more information, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Haley Block, uh, quite a soccer player, folks. She played Division I soccer for Creighton University for the Blue Jays. And then she transferred out to Colorado State University, played for the Rams in the Mountain West Conference, had a great career for both Creighton and Colorado State. And uh, we talked about your life as a soccer player the first half of the show, and obviously that God-given talent that you had, working hard uh, to perfect that ability. But you live a pretty uh, solid uh, life of faith, I would say, Haley, and you were brought up in a strong Catholic family. In fact, your brother Ty, who is on this show, has a strong life of faith as a Catholic too. But just talk about your upbringing and how your parents raised you as a Catholic. Absolutely. Um, the faith was always a central aspect of our family. I remember going to Mass in our sports uniforms, and that was always just a priority. I also really looked up to my brother, even though he was busy and doing his own sports world and excelling in school. I think he really took it as a priority to be a good brother and to show his faith in all aspects of his life. And I'm so thankful that that is something that I saw and wanted to mimic. Um, and then obviously going to a Catholic high school and a Catholic university was filled with so many blessings to just have the sacraments very available and to get to play a sport with the Lord so close to you is a gift. Yeah, that's interesting you said that because you did obviously go to Regis, uh, Catholic high school, and then Creighton, of course, a Catholic university. And then you went to a secular university when you transferred out to Colorado State. Was that a challenge for you then to live out of faith at a secular institution? It actually was not. That was one of my concerns. But I would say that my time at Colorado State was some of the most blessed times that I've ever had. I actually had the chance to live with um, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, the Focus Missionaries, while at CSU. And I led a team Bible study there. Um, I lived on the grounds of the Catholic Church near campus. So I was very involved in my faith at CSU and 
learned so much more about the Catholic Church than I ever could have imagined. How about integrating with your teammates at Colorado State who come from various faith backgrounds and everyone's coming together for the collective effort to the goal of being a good soccer team, but talk about those interactions with your teammates at Colorado State. Yeah, it was really cool because I actually got to pray for the team for every match. Um, And I also use this as an opportunity to let the girls who I mentored um, also pray in those moments. And in our team Bible study, there was girls who were freshmen who had maybe never known the Lord, and then girls who are seniors who are getting ready to be sent out and proclaim the gospel in a new way. And when you're teammates with someone, you know them so well, but to get to know their faith life and what they're praying about and maybe what they're struggling with is one of the greatest blessings um, to integrate faith into sports and to have a core group of girls doing it with you. That's something that I will never forget. Yeah, and they always, you always hear about team chemistry, and I think team chemistry is not only formed on the field, obviously, but in those relationships, and it sounds like that really would help uh, build a team chemistry by those interactions that you just mentioned. I want to talk about this trip, uh, Haley. It's quite a trip. You went abroad, and uh, you did a mission to El Salvador, and uh, I'm sure you have some stories about that, but share that with us. Yeah, last summer I actually had the opportunity to go to El Salvador for a month. It was a focus trip and I went with some students from Colorado State and then some from other universities. And we were there in a small village and they have a small church that has mass once a week. But while we were there, they got to have mass every single day. And we were doing a construction project on the church. And then in the afternoons, we would walk through kind of the jungle and show up at these homes in El Salvador and we would pray with people. We would invite them to mass. And there was a lot of soccer playing done in El Salvador. But (laughs) I think my biggest takeaway was just that Jesus is Lord, no matter where you go. I'm so thankful for the universal church. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool because we were there for so long. We really became a part of the community, but I remember running hills there, getting ready for preseason. I was back at CSU two days after landing in Colorado. So I was preparing for the season while on mission, but I was very thankful I had the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it sounds like you had a great atmosphere to train in in El Salvador as well and to to motivate you to do that. And it's interesting how faith is a uniting language. Uh, There you are in a foreign country, but faith will bring people together despite their their culture and their language. And that, that must be a neat thing, don't you think? Absolutely. There are people that, I mean, I speak a little bit of Spanish, but it's choppy. But people that we couldn't even communicate with, we were able to see like the goodness in them just because we shared the same faith. That's very powerful. You're listening to a Blessed to Play Collegiate Spotlight show featuring Haley Block, Division I soccer player at Creighton and also Colorado State University. And her Catholic faith life is now occupational as well. You're a uh, working for Catholic Charities of Denver. So talk about your work there in the Archdiocese. Yeah, so I work at Catholic Charities of Denver and I'm on the event planning team. I'm on a team of two. And we plan large philanthropic events to support our seven ministries, including Marisol Health, um, the homeless shelters in Denver, 
and a few other ministries. And I actually get to be in charge of a team that we have. It's called Team Samaritan. Mm -hmm. And they have a running team, a walking team, and a cycling team. And they all um, do races around Colorado and fundraise for shelter services. So that's an aspect of my job that I love a lot. Now, you talked about you, you're going to be coaching at Regis uh, High School and as assistant coach in soccer and affecting the lives of young people. I'm sure you're not only uh, there just to teach the technical part of soccer, but to help these uh, young ladies grow in their faith as well. Definitely. I've already been brainstorming how to incorporate the faith and just be a positive influence to those girls. I'm hoping to maybe do a short devotional or Bible study with them and also teach them about the game. So I want to talk about your brother Ty's return back to his home state now playing for the Rockies. I'm sure you've gotten to go to some games there. That must be neat, just uh, going on the field and supporting your brother. In his, uh, it's a tough place to pitch, Haley, but uh, in his home state, it must be really neat for you and your family. Oh, it's absolutely surreal. We love to go to Rockies games and see Ty either in the bullpen or on the field. He's just someone who has worked so hard, and I know that the Lord has blessed him by bringing him back to Colorado. We live five minutes away from each other, and we catch up often on the phone. But, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of his, um, not only because he's a good baseball player, but because he's a great brother. So when he's pitching and your family's in the stands, is it more tense and you just, uh, you know, you're just with him every pitch? Uh, what is the atmosphere life like amongst you and your family? You know, I think we all used to get a little bit nervous, but it's not that way anymore. I think we're all just so thankful that he has the opportunity. Um, he faced an injury. He tore his UCL, um, I think, two years ago now. And so we all just see the game as a blessing, as an opportunity, instead of something to be nervous about. So on your downtime, Haley, what are, you, what are some of your diversions when you get away from sports and all the other things in your life? What do you like to do to just kick back and relax? Ooh, that's a great question. I actually have been learning to cook a lot more recently. I love to cook for my roommates and family. Um, I love to run and just be outside. Being in Colorado, it's a, a great place to get out and be active. So when you say besides sports, that's hard because I think that's the main way I like to use my free time. If you were to pin down a, a couple of bullet points about what you learned from being a competitive athlete and also applying that to everyday life, what would that be? First of all, it taught me how to work hard. I'm not afraid to get up early and to get after whatever it may be, whether it's work or helping someone out. But I also think that it really taught me how to integrate my faith into everything I do um, through good times, through times of success, in times of failure, honestly. Well, Haley Black has been our guest. Uh, what a great gal. Uh, certainly a top-notch athlete at the Division One level playing soccer, but also in incorporating her faith in her everyday life now working for Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And she'll be coaching as well. She hasn't left the game of soccer completely, so we wish her the best uh, coaching right there at Regis High School. Haley, thanks so much uh, for the time. I do appreciate it. All the best to you. I know you'll be a great success in life, but thanks for sharing a little bit of your journey right here on Blessed to Play. 
Thanks, Ron. It's been a blessing to be here today. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessedthenumber2play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Haley Block, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. Mother Angelica, answering the call. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Yes. Hi, this is Bobby Joe. Where are you from? I'm originally from Alabama. Oh, good. I'm calling from Massachusetts. Okay. Um, And I got to say, it's an honor to have this summit with you. Thank you. I've led a paragon's life, I have to say. I aim to please and I'm pleased to serve. But recently, actually, I kind of feel like I entered my own personal hell, or as I like to call it, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've become cramped with doubt, and almost monthly my psyche is bloated with negative thoughts, which damages the freshness of my devout feelings. You tremble with doubt and how you handle doubts. Well, doubts can increase faith, you know. A little flower had a lot of doubts. She had doubts even there was a heaven. Doubts are neither here nor there. It's what you do with them, like temptations. What do you do with the doubt? St. Francis de Sales did it. He felt and he was tempted that he was a lost soul, that he was destined for hell. And he was so upset about it that he went to bed for a whole week. (laughs) That's a great sight now. And finally he said, well, even if I do, I can love you now, Lord. Then the temptation went away. You act on faith. It can't always be here. You act on faith. If you get a temptation, there's not a Eucharist. It's just a symbol. You go there, you kneel, and you say, My Lord and my God, I believe. We have to act opposite of what our temptations are. If you have temptations of lust, you have to be even more pure. If you have temptations about heaven, there is no heaven, then read about heaven. Praise God for heaven. You've got to go the opposite. These are temptations. The enemy wants you to think all these things. You can't. You can't help it. They're going to pass you away. It's not that we have temptations. What do you do with them? That's the important thing. And as long as we keep acting against them and acting on faith and hope and love, even the man who asked for a cure said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And the Lord was very pleased with him. So don't worry about temptations. Always act in the favor of the Lord. We know he loves us. It's the most important piece of knowledge there is. God loves me, and God loves you. After that, nothing matters. For more about Mother Angelica, visit EWTNRC.com.